Lewis here. Uh, welcome to An Apotheosis of a Bombast, episode 10. Uh, I'm Elton McManus, and joining me, as ever, is uh, Scott over in America. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, now, this is going to be an uh, intermediate episode, uh, as we've had a, a couple of problems uh, during the week with editing and time restraints and wives and kids and life generally getting in the way, which is cool. So right. this is going to get us through the bus journeys and the train journeys and the lunch times. Well, I think we're both jealous of all these group conference call podcasts that have been going on, and we haven't been able to find a way to make it work. We've spent two recording days fooling around in Ustream and trying different stuff, but we're going to find a way. In the meantime, time has just kind of ticked by. So Yeah, so anyone with any ideas on how to use Ustream or get conference calls for free, because... I'm, I'm, That's the key. Yeah. I think I think the key is the free part. I think some of the other guys have got some money shelled out for a mixer and things like that, which probably isn't even that much. You just have to know what to do and when to get it and all. Yeah. It's just a matter of actually uh, sitting down and getting this cracking, really. Yeah. But uh, thank you to um, Carl Bosman for helping us out early yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. And for... Roberts, is it Roberts or Robert or he's from the ne- Netherlands, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. That's true. You read it with your own natural speech pattern, yeah. but I, I don't want to call him Robert. How you doing, mate? I don't want to <laughs> say that, so I want to do it gracefully. So Robert, thank you very much for sticking around in the chat room, and we'll get it all sorted out very, very soon. Yep. And you're actually much better off with this than what I had proposed instead. I wanted to just read what was being done in the chat room. And now Boz says, no worries, guys. And then Robert said, great, I had a good time. It was worth it. And then Elton said, can you hear me? And Scott said, I think there's a delay. And then Elton (laughs) said, I think there is a delay. So, yeah, that well, now that I did that. But it wouldn't have been much fun. It's like reading someone's Twitter page. Yeah. Right, so... um. Since I'm the host for today, the host with the most, where mm-hmm. do we go from here? Uh, have you got any news or anything like that? Any uh, gossip that you've heard from the neighbor next door? Or <laughs> Well, I'll give you a little update. We had to end our last podcast a little bit short because I was heading out for the big street hockey trials. And uh, that has been a trial in a different sense. So if you'll indulge me, I'll vent for a minute because I don't feel like typing it <laughs> in, a, no, in a blog post. But... Long story short, um, as I mentioned, I hadn't really played street hockey prior to last summer. It was something that a friend had kind of got me hooked into, and I was looking to get by on just thinking I was still real athletic like I was in my teens and 20s. Um, there was a little bit of reality there as I was the 30-something-year-old kind of <laughs> last off the bench. But our team did well. We made it to the finals. We actually won the first game of the finals and then lost the next two. But it just that group of guys was much more serious about it than I was. They were looking to kind of go, you know, win the championship, go next level, and and I was looking to maybe play a little bit more. I'd rather be on a team that maybe wasn't so good, and actually get a little more playing time. Um, so we friendly, amicably parted ways. So that was fine. Um, but then I found myself kind of without a team. So that's why I had to go for the, kind of the tryout audition kind of thing. And that's taken almost as much time <laughs> as work and, of course, fun has been for the last week. Because um, I kind of sponsored – my company sponsors a team. And I would, didn't really want to be captain of a team. I just kind of wanted to be picked to be on a team. But it it's kind of turned out that they have all these ringers, like this group from three towns over. These 12 guys are coming in together. So you know they're going to be great. The team I was on last year has upgraded. So you know they're going to be great. The team that won the whole thing is still there. Then these two other teams from about 30 minutes away are coming in. And kind of what's left are guys like me, just kind of the local guys who were, you know, kind of the equivalent of like a, a beer league. We used to all pick up, play pickup games and things like that. No one really kept score. You just played for like a half hour, took a break, played some more, switched sides. And so we're trying to find a group that can be competitive in that. So... I'm sure I'll have updates over the summer, but it looks like we're slowly piecing a group of guys together, and they're 
they're great guys, and that's really the most important thing to me to be out there and actually enjoy being out there. So, is it um is it actually played in a centre, or you do you uh, as the name suggests, street hockey? So, do you all move the cars out of the way like I did when I was ten years old? No. We get our mums and dads to move the cars out of the way, put some jumpers down for goalposts, and is it on uh, skates or is it just running around hockey? It's running around, although a lot of the other guys could play on skates. I can't skate backwards, so that's okay. not an option. So everyone plays on sneakers. Yeah. And actually, in the middle of this cornfield, it's like a field of dreams. They put Build a parking lot and, and two. Uh, yeah, someone donated to the town the land, and they built these rinks. And then there's a pretty big youth program around here. And then in the evenings, the old guys come out. And so Sunday nights from like 6 till about 10 at night there's a series of games in the off season it's pickup games and they're going to they have scoreboards up and you play uh 3 15 minute periods and I, last year there were four teams this year there's going to be nine and like I said it's a lot more competitive but it it should be fun and you know I was, I don't want to lose <laughs> and I certainly uh I know where I fit into the whole thing and all I just want to be able to go out there and and hang out with guys who I'd like to go out and have a beer with after and just kind of... The idea is no one's supposed to get hurt. We all yeah. have to go to work the next day and all. That's what you're after, really, a beer after. I, I think yes. that's what 90% <laughs> of all the people that do that sort of stuff I, are after. Yeah, show up a little bit late. Oh, did I miss the game? Oh, I'll meet you guys later. Yeah. I'll get the drinks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about the... Um, I know this is a really lame question, but what about the sticks? Because obviously we have... Uh, you have, like, the street hockey sticks. You also have ice hockey sticks which are very similar. Then you have the uh, the English schoolgirl running around with pigtail hockey sticks. Field hockey sticks, right. Yeah. Well, the field hockey sticks, they're out. And that's even a whole other kind of game, I guess, that you can only use one side of the stick and, and all that. It's that's right, yeah. Like a mix between hockey and soccer. Um, as far as ice hockey and street hockey sticks, my understanding is the ice hockey sticks are a lot fancier, and because they're on the ice, they don't take such a beating so they can be a little more finessey everyone kind of goes out and buys the cheap sticks for street hockey even the great guys go and buy you know ten dollar sticks yeah because it's going to get all scraped away over the course of a couple of games yeah you're not going to splash out ninety dollars for a uh, carbon fiber stick are you right exactly and you don't really want to have I guess the, the complete plastic bottom like you would get at the toy store you want kind of just a little bit of uh, laminated wood so, there. I guess the sticks we use could be used for ice hockey. They'd be lame ice hockey sticks, <laughs> but they're uh, stronger and sturdier in the sense that you're scraping on the ground, so they last a little bit longer. Yeah. Cool. Any fights? Uh, yes. Fights. Yeah. Not supposed to be. You know, and even I, like, I got innocently stuck in the stomach with a stick, but in the middle of everything going on, you feel like someone did it to you on purpose. Uh-huh, yeah. I yelled and jawed and was upset for a while. <laughs> but then I went up and apologized later because I knew I was wrong. You know, I was the one who overreacted. But I'm, I've seen guys, we've had guys get in fights. I had someone on my team last year get suspended for... It sounds like, uh, sounds very much like my five-a-side football that I used to play. There's a big place where you play uh, five-a-side football uh, called Goals and there's loads over the country now. And mm-hmm. you pay your money, you have a a team of seven people running in, playing football, and some people take it really seriously. Some people don't, and we we were taking it mm, sort of seriously. We got up, we got up to the top league when we were playing at our peak, mm-hmm. and, but like you say, you do have the ringers. We used to have, we borrowed uh, a couple of semi pros to actually play with us. <laughs> uh, I won't say who they were because obviously they're not supposed to be actually playing, but. Right. Um, yeah, it, it can get a bit bit nasty, even with your own teammates. If you cock up a pass or score, score an own goal by accident or give away a penalty, or even the ref being a dick, it can mm-hmm. it can lead into fist fights. And I, I've seen big fist fights. I've also seen mums looking after their 17-year-old sons running onto the pitch after the ref. <laughs> and, you know, the ref's like scared shitless of this woman. And, you know, she's not a tiny lady either, and, Probably what you'd class as um, a big chav. Yeah. Let's say like that. She was huge mm-hmm. and kept her mobile phone in her bra and also her fags in her bra, which is a 
kind of appealing in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you get all all uh, types of people like that going to these places, and especially in, of an evening. Yeah. Well, well, that that does sound a lot like it because it was supposed to be. Um, well, what had happened was we had pickup games for a couple of weeks, probably a couple of months even, last spring. And it, that was me coming in, and my understanding was they had done it that way kind of for years. There were other towns that had leagues that the really serious guys would go to, but this was just supposed to be kind of fathers of people who were in the town league and you know guys who know each other. And the fact that I had never played before wasn't a big deal. You know, I, everyone just kind of got along. You went, you threw your sticks in the middle, they randomly broke up into teams and we played for a couple hours and guys got along. Then yeah. this guy came looking to start a league intending it to be that same spirit, just a little more organized. And he's a really nice guy. He has entirely the right vision. He just completely underestimated who he was dealing with. Because mm-hmm. at first, people were, ah, you know, let, let's not mess with it. It's good. We don't need a league. We don't need a scoreboard. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. And then those very same people turned out to be some of the ones who were like the most vicious and and cutthroat and you know they're fighting with each other about playing time and you know they're winning eight to one against their best friend yeah and looking to rub it in and it just was it really changed and it showed a lot about the people involved but then this year he went and he said you know we're not going to do that we're going to sit there and you can keep like three or four of your best guys together, but everyone else just getting thrown in like we do in the pickup games and we'll, we'll draft teams randomly. And then it was like a bunch of babies. So like, if you do that, I'm taking my team and we're leaving and you watch a lot of people are going to follow us. And I guess they had, they literally bullied them into changing the system. They were so afraid they weren't going to have enough people that the guys in charge gave in. And now you have nine teams and, obviously I don't think anybody in the league is going to be listening to this podcast because I'm talking kind of freely but the bottom line is it was a mix and then their spouses and kids I mean they behave just like this lady you're talking about mm-hmm. you know kill them come on knock them out like what what happened to just showing up a Sunday after dinner and playing hockey for an hour yeah doesn't happen anymore no life's far no. too competitive now yeah, and it's a shame because there's not too many places you can go to get away from that. You know, people are intimidated to go to the gym and or like a local Y. They might have like pickup basketball games. But, I mean, I haven't gone to do stuff like that in a long time just because I know I'm a step behind where I used to be. Yeah. When I was 22, yeah, I would go walk right up and I could fit right in and hold my own in any of that stuff. But now it's it's a much smaller sampling of, thing, of things where I can go and look like I belong don't take it away from me that's all I have left <laughs> it's nice just but, to keep fit like that though isn't it yeah mm. and like there's even been times that I even yesterday I just was I had to go last night too and I was saying I really don't want to go I really don't want to go but I was so glad I did you know I was glad when I was running around out there there were plenty of other people who were in the same shape I was and were you know I found energy to do things that I didn't think I could do. Yeah. And when I came home, I was glad. So, so I'm looking forward to it, but it's going to probably be something that periodically I'll mention. Yeah. <laughs> but last year, the team I was on, like I said, we did real well, and we were winning games like 12-1 to 1 and 10-2. And to 2. But a lot of the people who are left to pick from for this team, they're on teams that were on the receiving end of that. So I don't know how good we're going to be. Cool. But I think I think the fact that we have been picking people who have a certain kind of personality, uh, there shouldn't be any bickering over the course of a season. You know, even if we lose a lot early against these teams that have been playing together all winter, you know, by the end of the season we could end up being competitive and being able to hold our own, going to the playoffs, surprise somebody, yeah, win, 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 <laughs> take it all. Then it all starts building up, and that's right. Ends up in the big crescendo. I'll be taking my guys. We're going somewhere that's more serious than you losers. Yeah. It's my ball. I'm going home. Oh, it's just what it was like. Enough about dissecting the human nature. <laughs> you got anything else? Yeah, I got one other thing, which I, I did put in my blog, but 
considering only about three people read it, and you, me, and my wife might be it. <laughs> so uh, I'll mention it. Just a funny story. My son was calling his friend yesterday, and he's like, Dad, I, the phone's phone's broken. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I, phone's not working. I said, well, t- take a cell phone and call, and that way we'll figure out whether it's our line or their line. And he calls, and he goes, no, no it, it's still broken. I said, well, it's, it's their line then. It's not ours. So don't worry about it. We'll we'll call later. But he kind of was stunned and staring at me. And I said, what is it? Like a clicking or beeping? And he goes, well, listen. And it was a busy signal. And I said, you don't know what that is? He's like, no. Jay, you've never heard a busy signal before? <laughs> He's like, no. Did I break it? I said, no, no. It it means that someone in their house is on the phone and so no call can get in. And he was just stunned by that. And I was shocked. I mean, he's not going to be nine years old this year. He's never heard a busy signal. Wow. And I was talking to my wife and we were thinking it, it wasn't an exaggeration that he probably has never heard one. So I was just stunned by that. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're everyone where you live has call waiting and caller ID and all that kind of stuff, but he just couldn't relate to the fact that it's possible to call and get something other than a person or an answering machine. Yeah, I think we went through a period of a couple of years where you'd hit that a lot, but that was only because everyone was on dial-up uh, internet, yeah. waiting for everything to load load up or download. That's true, uh, you'd block it out. Yeah, and you'd just assume, oh, they, they must be on the internet, uh, then you'd buzz their mobile phone. Mm-hmm. But, no, I'd, well, I very rarely use the phone, to be honest. Well, do you find most people don't have answering machines anymore it all goes to a voicemail um isn't that the same thing well like the voicemail will when you're on the phone the voicemail will answer so that's why you don't get a busy signal. oh i see yeah but um, if you have a little machine then you have to actually be off the phone yeah but i don't think anyone uses the voicemail they just rely on their answering machine and even then, we haven't even got around to actually putting our own message on our answering machine. No, it's no. still the, um, the the pre-packed one. The lady came out in the box, oh, yeah. and you know, we're mm-hmm. still using her at the moment. You have dialed zero, one, three, <laughs> three, five, and yeah. they cannot take your call. Like a pure speaking spell system. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, that's different, because definitely my kids are experts at uh, answering machine messages. Their their friends' parents say all the time, like, they actually call them by first and last name. Yes, this is Jay Copperman, Jay Copperman, because that's, that's how they leave their messages all the time. Hi, this is Jackie Copperman. I was calling for Michaela to see if she could play today. Please call me back. Thank oh, you. Oh, wow. That's so cool. They have it all down by Pat. But then, by contrast, we get the messages that go, Hi... Call me, and then we sit there and we're like, "Okay, anybody recognize the voice? Is that one of your friends? Is that one of your friends?" But you you can get away with it because of caller ID. Then yeah. you start to go, "Oh, there's the last name. We know who it is." But sometimes it's such a scared voice at the other end, no <laughs> one knows who it is, or someone sits there and they do the hello, hello. I don't think anybody's there, and you hear them talking to other people in in the house. Yeah. See, have you ever come across an answer phone where the person actually puts the answer phone as, hello? Hello? Oh, yeah. My old man, he used to do that. And he used to, he, it was quite funny, actually, because I got caught out a couple of times. And you'd phone up, and it goes straight to the answer phone, and he'd be like, hello? And, you go, and then you'd just waffle on. And he'd be mm-hmm. like, hello? Hello? Ha ha, machine. And, yeah. you know, I, I think there used to be a spat of people through the 80s and 90s doing that. I just got caught by one of those on Friday. I felt so stupid. It was even like an awkward phone call to begin with. So I had already kind of like primed myself for the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, bud. So I'm calling because, oh, I'm not here. Like, you know, (laughs) don't you realize how hard this is for me? But my brother used to do that too. Oh, thinking about that as well. When I was younger, I used to answer the phone and I used to say the whole telephone number I say hello and blah 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 blah, and then I'd ask who is it, and I I got out of that about, about ten years ago. But I remember lots of my friends at school actually answering with their home number, which is as crazy to think to... of. Well, in, 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 as opposed to going hello, 
and then you start in the conversation. Well, some people go like as if they were a store, like, hello, Barney's, or hello, Mayhem Residence. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I guess it is weird to go, hello, 312-448-9172. That's how we used to answer it, though. Wow. I think a lot of people actually used to do that. It's not as if like you haven't just dialed the phone number, either. It was in the, in the day of right. um, mobile phones where you just pressed a button and you went straight right. through. Maybe that's what wow. killed it. I could, well, you would think you'd need it now. Yeah. Back then, you didn't need it. <laughs> My daughter answers the phone and just goes, Hi, this is Jackie. Right, She picks it up right away and, and does that. And then you get this confused salesman on the other side. Uh, Hello, Jackie. <laughs> um, is your mom there? Is your dad there? She's our buffer. Cool screening for your, your kids. That's right. But I was shocked by that. So then I, I have to think about what other things I might be failing to deliver in terms of exposure for him. I'll be sitting there taking him through like an antique shop. Ever seen one of these? Ever seen one of these? <laughs> Ever seen one of these? The rotary dialer. <laughs> they used to have a game show here, and I, I can't remember what it was called, but the one of the guys on the show was uh, Larry Hovis, I think his name was, from Hogan's Heroes. Mm-hmm. He was a goofy American misfit sergeant. But what it was is they'd have these random items, and then this panel of celebrities would sit there and be like, oh, I know what that is. That's for when you have a wig and you want to be able to adjust it just right. Or, and someone else goes, no, I know what that is. This when you need to trace a circle and you want to use a marker and not get it on the tape. You know, they go through and only one of them is telling the truth of what it actually is. Yeah, we used to have a similar program. And it was just pompous English guys behind a desk <laughs> doing that. And yeah. they pass it around and go, oh, the, this, this is for tickling elephants when they're in that's labor. Right. Yep, exactly. So that's what it would probably be like for him. It would be like, yes, this device, what do you think it is? Is it to process food? To communicate with people? What is its purpose? Dad, it's a rotary phone. I know what that is. <laughs> Are you sure? You can mash potatoes with it. Look. <laughs> Slamming it down. Yep. And then putting it to his ear. Look, I can still call on it. If you break it, it could be anything you want. <laughs> That's true about everything, I guess. Well, um... <laughs> Talking about phones, mm-hmm. um, you may want to sit down for this news. This this news is a, a, about a month old, but I okay. haven't actually got around to actually uh, putting it on our cast yet. Um, by 2012, tell me if you've heard this, by the way. By 2012, there will be a universal charger for mobile phones. I've actually heard that. Have you? But I just kind of... I kind of shrugged it off because I'm so used to having 900 cables, but I guess that would be helpful. I I can't believe it's taken so bloody long. So long. And why does it still take another three years before everyone has got this? Now, I thought most of the problem was here. I was under the impression that where you live, the phones could be intermixed between networks much more easily, and, and there was a lot more cooperation. I thought it was here where they were building things specifically not to cooperate with each other. Well, I, I think all the phones work with all the um, networks. Obviously, you have to unlock certain phones to work on certain networks. But with the charger itself, we've gone through so many different chargers. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And I remember even Nokia, they, they went from a a big uh, dongle that you plug in to charge your phone to a small one. Mm-hmm. and then obviously you get a new charger. And every time you buy a phone, you get a charger with it, don't you? Yeah. It's going to be saving waste. They reckon it's going to... I think they're looking for more of the green side of things uh, to to stop all this uh, pumping out new chargers. Once you replace a phone, you don't need the charger anymore, so what would you do with it, really? Well, no, that's right. And my work phone, we get it replaced every two or three years, and we end up using the same charger on that because they go through the same phones. Mm-hmm. But... I remember going to my parents' house or them coming to here and, you know, you always have to drag your charger down. And I, it's not a chore, but it's just another thing you have to remember. Otherwise, you're going to be screwed later on. Yep, no, you're right. So, but why? Still three years away. Why didn't they sit down in the very beginning of making mobile phones and go, hang on a minute, what happened on Apollo 13? And the air condensers, the oxygen mm-hmm. filters in, in, in the LEM and in the actual module itself. And they weren't into 
interchangeable, were they? Right. So why didn't they say, okay, well, we screwed up then. I know. <laughs> Let's give us all interchangeable chargers. Now, I have a Motorola Razor, and I have a Garmin Nuvi GPS thing, and they both have one of those mini USB port. Not mini USB. Maybe it is mini USB. But it's one of those... The tiny, tiny what ones. It, yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, it's the same plug for both. But when I plug in the charger for the Garmin into the phone, a little message comes up on my phone and says, I'm sorry, you're not using an approved charger. And it won't charge. What, so the charger's locked out? Yeah. I mean, so that's even like the same fit, same adapter, same same device. I could see if it was letting through a dangerous amount of energy or I was like <laughs> bending it to make it fit in. But I mean, that's like taking a cable that you use to connect your printer to the computer yeah. and going, oh, yeah, I'm going to use that to connect um, my monitor instead or something else with the, the same adapter and being like, no, I'm sorry, you're not using a Sony printer with this cable. Yeah. Okay, right. Two things about that. Number one, I know it sounds geeky, but are they the same voltage for charging? I'm going to say yes, just so I don't look stupid, <laughs> but I don't know. And number- I, mean, I I think they probably are, just because the devices are so similar, but yeah. they might not be. Number two, the Razor's a chick's phone, man. <laughs> what are you doing with the Razor? <laughs> I have, um, for work, I have a cell phone. I need it to be different than my other ones, so it's just kind of off to the side. At the time, it was, out of the ones you could get for free, Yeah, that was like the best of them. Yeah, it's I, silver. I, I took the Mickey out of my dad for having a razor, so I've got to do the same oh. to you. Sorry. I actually have like a, a cache of about three or four phones. You know, as you're eligible for upgrades here, you you know, you get like a year of owning the phone, you can upgrade it. But I'm still using a phone from a couple of years ago, so I have these extra ones just sitting here waiting <laughs> for when one goes. So maybe I'll replace it. Really? Well, they actually send you one out once your contract's up and. Yeah, you after it's like they call it new every two, or you can get like a fifty dollar credit after one year. On the, each of the line, we have my wife has a phone, I have a phone, and I have the work phone. So as each of those get to an anniversary, you either accumulate credit for a new phone or you get get one for free. And then around the holidays, they have the specials, and also you go in and get a pretty good phone for you know pennies really or free. Yeah. We get tied down to. It was 12-month contracts, but that's even been bumped up to 18-month contracts now. Well, the contract, you're tied in. I mean, if I were to just say, screw that, I'm done with the phone, I'll have to pay heavily. But since I'm going to use the phone, they upgrade the equipment for you pretty cheaply. Yeah. Yeah, it just baffles me on how long it's actually taken. I know it's uh, pretty old news now, but it still should have been... It should have been put in place 10 years ago. I know they're not going to, because it's going to... They make money out of producing the chargers, and uh, you go and buy a new charger if your one packs up. But it should have been put in place yonks ago. Yeah, well, you would have needed probably Japan, China, the United States. No offense, I don't know if the UK doing it by itself would have been enough. But you would have needed a couple of big consumer companies to regulate that and say, mm-hmm. like, as a, well, that's probably why it's in 2010. Someone probably said. As of 2010, all <laughs> all phones must have the same charger port. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's what they've agreed. We just had something like that happen here. Um, I don't know if it's... It must be nationally, but they're converting to digital television here. So basically, those old rabbit ear antennas and the things you used to have on your roof don't yeah. work anymore. Everybody has to get their television through uh, cable. Yeah. You don't have to pay for cable. You have to at least get a, an adapter box. And there was a hard set in stone deadline of February 17th, you know, commercials for a year leading up to it. And now they've pushed the deadline back to June sometime <laughs> because so many people didn't comply. But it's like in the metric system, I say it all the time. It's the same way. America just caved in. Instead of just making. The politicians should have made the American citizens stick to that. Yeah. Instead of giving in to, you know, craftsman tools or whoever it was that made a big foot. Well, we use three eighths inch bolts in our cars. We don't want to convert to uh, seven millimeter. That's yeah. <laughs> that's going to cost us fortune. If they just mandated it, 
everyone would be doing it. But instead, it's, you know, the mob mentality won out. Yeah. And now I drive in miles per hour, and I <laughs> I run miles, and I I do my I have inches. What would you rather run in, though? Miles or kilometers? Or <sighs> kilometers? I don't know. You know, I, I like the whole units of 10 thing. I think that works out neatly and nicely. Yeah. And it would be cool to be driving 100 as opposed to 60. <laughs> <laughs> My son's funny. He'll look at the speedometer. He goes, Dad, you're speeding. No, I'm not. You're going 80. No, Jay, I'm going 45. That's kilometers per hour. <laughs> Miles per hour is up top. You should just Are wind down sure? the windows and go, Aah! That's right. <laughs> I'm out of control. Grab the wheel, son. I have to think, if they had made us convert to metric, in the long run, that would have been cheaper. I'm sure that there's, there were some short-term hits that the economy would have taken, and and you know some companies would have struggled and, and had to bite the bullet to adapt. But, I mean, now we're, we're marginalized in some ways. Mm. We've kind of, Eventually, the rest of the world's going to stop listening to America and just say, yeah, three-eighths, half-inch, whatever. Just, here's a five-millimeter wrench. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, they will do one day. When the Russians take over. Yeah. Or the Chinese. Yeah. Or the Australians, Sicily. I'm watching No, the you. Australians. Australians won't. They're, they're in their own little world. They, they watch the world... As if they're on a different planet sometimes. That's the impression I get anyway. You know, I'm not trying to beat them down or anything like that, but it seems their world politics and everything is surrounds their continent, and then that's it. Well, they live in the future. <laughs> like a day they ahead do, of yeah. Right, here's a question, and not that you're the expert to answer it, but you might be able to talk me through it. If you were in a plane fast enough... Yeah. And I don't mean fast enough to travel through time, but fast enough to go around the world in less than 24 hours. So you cross the international dateline. You know what I, where I'm going with this? Like, yeah. could you? How does that get reconciled? Could you jump a day, basically? Yeah, it just seems like. Let's say you can go around the world in 12 hours. You would get to Australia. Yeah. Move ahead a day. Come back around to Australia again in six hours. And jump another day? Like, could you... Would you just be... Um, I don't know how that works. It's all relative, though, isn't it? The the time would have passed quicker to you. But everyone so on is... the planet underneath you would have just spent exactly the same amount of time. You're not actually physically moving anyway. You're just... Uh, it's <laughs> Einstein's law of relativity, really, isn't it? It's like when... If, if you have... Um, say you stayed in America and I jumped on a ship and I shot miles away into space and then came mm-hmm. back, you would have aged a hell of a lot more than me due to relativity. Right, that I can understand. Well, it's the same... Isn't it the same principle? Because you're putting the... In, well, the person on the plane is putting in the energy to go around the planet faster. All right, well, let's let's say this. Let's say you were in a ship that you could go around the Earth... You go in an airplane around the Earth in one hour. Yeah. Just just to make it convenient. So that's not fast enough to travel through time, you know, faster than the speed of light. But that's that's fast enough that you can go through the international dateline 24 times. Okay. So let's say you do that for 12 days. So you've gone now 12 months. Say you've gone a year, one year of calendar. You know, oh, I'm in Australia. Flip the calendar. Oh, I'm in Australia. Flip the calendar. Okay. Go through. So in 12 days, you flip the calendar 365 times. Right. Now you're not really a year older because physical on the watch time, only 12 days have gone by. You've only been in the airplane for 96 hours. Mm-hmm. Or what? It, no, it's more than that. But um, what whatever it turns out to be, it's you've. 288, I have to know the answer, 288 hours. (laughs) But but I think that's the opposite of what you're saying. Now you're saying, and according to the science, the guy who goes off in the spaceship and comes back, for him, less time has passed. Yeah. Relative to the person he left behind. Right. Well, let's do it backwards. Someone in Australia flies 
to us. So they cross the date line. Oh, it was Wednesday. Now it's Tuesday. Get back around. Oh, it was Tuesday. Now it's Monday. Back right. around, back around, back around. So they've gone back in time a year. But it's not like all the, and when they land, you know, people are a year younger. No, because on the planet, it's still be the same day, wouldn't it? It'd only be two, how, two hours have passed. So you wouldn't be turning back days. Right. You'd only be turning back hours. Only two hours had passed. Not a whole day would have passed. Not even to you. So wait, so you think to the person on the airplane, did everybody experience... I don't know. We'll have to make this the simpler analogy. The, the person on the planet would see your plane take off and return within one hour. Yes? Yes. So you've experienced that one hour getting back. So it would be exactly the same time, wouldn't it? All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, well, let's get specific. So you're, you and I are standing in, in England. You get on an airplane at twelve o'clock at, at one p.m. on Wednesday. You go and you fly, toward Australia, across the Dateline. Yeah. One hour later, you come back and land. So, to me, you've landed at two p.m. On Wednesday. Right, okay. You have flipped the calendar. So you've gone from Wednesday, oh, it's Thursday in Australia. Because you've gone around the world once. Right. But you're physically only one year older, or one hour older. Yeah. Okay. But calendar-wise, you you have a sense of day. If you were to do it again and again and again, you could lose a year of your life just from random calendar flipping but that seems like there should be like a a reverse no that wouldn't work it wouldn't work because the world hasn't gone no no it wouldn't work because the world hasn't gone on to the next day is there another line that you cross that undoes you haven't gained an extra day by going round have you Anyone studying no. science or anything like that, just turn off now, because really, you should be losing <laughs> the world to live. Well, all right. Do you have? You don't have daylight savings time like we do. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, our clocks go. Hang on. Forward, soon, ish. Okay. So when that happens, just a certain span of time, calendar-wise, will will not exist. There yeah, will, we lose an hour. For us, we turn our clocks at one a.m. And so there is no one fifteen in the morning that day. It goes from yeah. 1 right to 2. Yeah. So for the person on the airplane, it goes from 1 o'clock Wednesday to 2 o'clock Thursday. There is no Wednesday evening tea and no no lost and stuff like that. They get to watch. It's They missed it right. until they get, get back off the plane. And you're right. Then the rest of the – off the plane, it's back to Wednesday. I think you have to be – Traveling have a lot faster than what you're suggesting. There's so many other things I could be putting this energy toward. Well, this conversation. This is the kind of thing that keeps. Well, I mean, just this this puzzle. And it's not like I'm just sitting there thinking, "Oh, I'm bored. I should think of something to say." This is one of those things that I'm sitting on the train and I think about it. Then three days later, I'm thinking about it. It's it's eating away at me. You wouldn't have put enough energy in to lose a day. <laughs> I don't know. I want to do it. I want to be able to go that fast. <laughs> well, no. All right. Well, maybe right, if people... we if we get all the mobile phone chargers and create a big slingshot with them, and then we can get you going. Doesn't the space station rotate around the Earth in like eight minutes or something? Or the space shuttle that goes around the Earth super fa- like in orbit fairly quickly, right? Yeah. I remember from the old um, Justice League cartoon or comic books they would talk about 22,600 miles above the earth in geosynchronous orbit which I guess means if you're above New York City then you move at the same speed as New York City yeah, so you're yeah. always all, always over the same point at the same time aren't you right right so I guess right? at a different distance you move faster yeah that, that would make sense there must be for some of those satellites they must want them fixed yeah, they they have that, and then they also have uh, satellites that sit either side of the Earth as you rotate around the sun. Oh, this is deep. 
kind of thing that'll keep me awake now. No, let's do this. Let's let's get <laughs> Mr. Hawking on the phone. Dragon, he's got Skype built into his uh, wheelchair. I don't know. I should build a scale model. <laughs> I'll do a little video <laughs> thing. Okay, this marble is the Earth, and this pencil point is me. I still don't think you'd have gained enough momentum to lose a day. You won't be coming back, and the newspapers have changed. You'd still be coming no, back I... one hour later, won't you? Yeah, I'm you'd sure you're not lost. actually traveling in time, but somewhere around there, somewhere there's a there's a paradox of just okay, you're in you're in the space station going around at eight minutes per orbit or whatever it is. You know, you've theoretically seen. I guess it's the definition of a day is probably what it is. Yeah. It's, our definition of a day is, is relative to position, and it's somewhat arbitrary. So, I mean, technically a day is 24 hours, but if you're going to sit there and go by the dateline and all that stuff, then you're going to – these artificial con- constructs end up resulting in, well, you know, it was Thursday when I left, and it's Friday because I've been playing with my calendar. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get tons and tons of emails about this now. I am sure we will. Yeah, bombastpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes, definitely. And I, my apologies if I've misidentified the home country of uh, anybody in my examples. No, I think, I, I think I've offended all the Australians by saying that they live in a little <laughs> bubble. You don't really. You, you, are, you are free to roam. You get feedback by antagonizing people. Let's see, we want some uh, feedback from... You know, Rick and Scott. Yeah, Florida's awful. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Kennedy and Jacob, Canada. <sighs> I want a very hostile email from an Eskimo. You know, I, I have a friend who lives in Alaska. I've been trying to get a hold of her by email. If she gets back to me, I'll ask her to send you something. Something nasty. Would she be classed as an Eskimo? I don't know. I would hope. <laughs> What's Alaska? That's I always think of, like, Alaskan Eskimos. <laughs> if not, it's just one more bad example I've used in this podcast. See, I've just probably pissed off a load of Eskimos now. And now they're going to stop clubbing their seals to death and come over here and write some very angry emails. They're going to unsubscribe from our feed. Yes. But they can't because they've got big gloves on their hands, so they can't really click a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I've got to stop now. Right, that's it. No more slagging off other people. See, now, it won't matter, but about 20 years from now, when your son is dating a girl who's got... Eskimo heritage and they're fooling around one day digging through the computer and they go what's this <gasps> I'm offended <laughs> I, the marriage is off and they and stop rubbing noses that's right <laughs> <laughs> you kiss funny <laughs> they're not all like those 1950s cartoons there's a reason they're not on anymore I know stereotypes just running through my head at the moment I'm going to yeah. get in serious trouble <laughs> well Maybe that's a good time then to try to bring it back to mini episode, which is what this was going to be. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let me ask you three quick questions here. Yeah. And we'll follow up on this later. I'll explain in our next podcast where this came from. But these are unofficial world records, and I'm going to ask you over or under. Okay. All right. So let's see. The fastest amount of time to consume 24 ounces of breakfast syrup. Now, 24 ounces, uh, see if I can give you an analogy size-wise. It's about two-thirds of a liter, and that, that's accurate. I know that's true. Okay. So about two-thirds of a liter of breakfast maple syrup. Oh, God. More or less than three minutes to be able to drink the whole bottle. And this is a world record or unofficial world record? Yeah, unofficial world record. No one has beaten this time that we know of. Where was it set? Uh, so obviously details real quick. The viscosity of the. He looks American. Not that that should shock you. <laughs> but, <laughs> hmm, a hedonistic world record. An American, possibly. Let's see. Earning a hollowed spot in the world of competitive eating. His name is Jake Bronstein. He drank a bottle of Aunt Jemima's original syrup. I'm gonna say less than less than three minutes. Did you say? Yes, three minutes would be less. That's correct. Two minutes and 32 seconds. He set the record February 11th at Pianos, a bar in New York City. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. This record has been broken. Was it? A little hot link there bringing to... 
All right, the record has been broken. What just it broken? Was two minutes is thirty-two this, seconds. Is this live? It was. It was broken nine, nine days later, and we have YouTube confirmation that the record has been broken. So it was two minutes and thirty-two seconds. The record was broken in front of a cheering crowd in San Diego, California, at the House of Blues, another bar, February twentieth, two thousand nine. Basically, it was part of a radio morning show. Is that like the the one? I think he was in America or somewhere like that. They, uh, someone had to hold their Wii to win a Wii. <laughs> and someone actually died. Did you hear about that? No. Right, okay. Uh, the premise of this is you drink lots of water, go on a radio station, and then hold your bladder to oh, win a Wii. hold it the longest? Yeah, whoever holds <laughs> it the longest. And I think a woman won it. These facts are loosely based on my memory. But... Um, she won the contest and then went home with her Wii and died. She had a bladder infection? Yeah, I think so. I think, think a couple of people from the radio station actually lost their jobs, which is not a bad thing. Well, what do you think? He broke the record. What do you think the new record is? Oh, uh, It was 2.32. More or less than a minute. Oh, Christ. Um, I'm going to go for two minutes. 59.7 seconds. <laughs> he wasted him. Beat it by 90 seconds. And that was nine days later. Yep. All right, here's a lame one. The tallest person ever documented to have drank a beer and earned the title <laughs> of world's tallest beer drinker. Now, it's not to say that taller people might not have ever drank it, but this is recorded for posterity, documented proof that someone this size has actually drank a beer. Is it taller or shorter than seven feet? I was going to say seven feet. I'm going to... Seven foot... Two inches. I doubt the validity of this. It's six feet, eight inches. I'm sure a basketball... Really? I'm sure Shaquille O'Neal has drank a beer. Yeah. How how tall is he? He's... He's seven foot one, I think. I call shenanigans on this. Yeah. Now the site's looking suspect. I don't know if I want to invest more in it. <laughs> Let's make up more world records. Let's see. All right, one last one here. All right, well, if you're looking to say, I hold a world record, this is obviously the place to go because these are pretty lame. Gargling tequila. Right. <laughs> the longest gargling of tequila. I, without doing what, I'm not sure. But um, this is a certified record witnessed by the executive committee of this website. Is it longer or shorter than 45 seconds? Go for shorter. It is shorter. It's only 31.3 seconds. Doesn't that stuff burn? I guess it's hard to do, like, mouthwash for more than a couple, you know, keep it in, it burns after a while. Mm. And maybe gargle is defined kind of strictly. There's some lame records here. But again, I'm going to hold off on where these records came from for a future show, so. Yeah, this I, is just I don't a wanna... teaser. That's right. Where is it? See if you can find you in. it. I challenge you. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, that's probably a good stopping point for today. We uh, need a moral for the day. Oh, crap. Yeah, Today's sorry. Show. Okay, right. I'm going to ask you for a moral then. Um, got any in mind? Uh, well, I'm thinking about these records here. I'm thinking don't get a swelled head. Don't... Don't think, don't assume you're the fastest syrup drinker in the world. Cool. All right, let's go with that one then. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to connect. It was uh, a little dodgy there for a while, but I think we pulled it together. Okay, right. It leaves me just to say, um, email us with your abuse and um, rudy pictures at bombastpodcast at gmail.com. I think it is. I think that's right, isn't it? And when you explain that whole time travel, that's not really a time travel thing to me, I'm not six years old. <laughs> you can... I don't need, like, the most basic, basic explanation, but I would appreciate an explanation because there's got to be something I'm missing, like an international dateline plus and a dateline minus or dateline exclusive yeah. on NBC. I'm I'll, tell really you, sure. I'll tell you where to actually find a good place to learn about this um, have you ever heard of Astronomy Cast it's a, 
another podcast at astronomy, astronomy, uh, astronomycast.com and they have a um, Einstein's relativity show on there so maybe I should listen I'll to that I'll definitely have to check that. that that's well worth a listen really is I'll definitely do that I do think though that that's making science apply where this is really just uh, <laughs> denseness on my part How like I'm missing something obvious <laughs> but I'll check Right. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, I am twitter.com forward slash ultimate manus, and you are shc1970, and our blogs and friend links and stuff like that are all on the sidebar at our webpage. So check all that out too. Yeah. We also have a Facebook page now, which I created uh, last weekend. So if you're Facebook inclined, then go along and drop some notes on there or do whatever you want or just just become a friend and try and get the show out there because we need we need more people listening and more people writing in and contributing we appreciate every part of it so please do right okay well we'll just wrap it up there then okay big high five across the water and I'll, I'll see you next week alright see you next week alright cheers bye bye bye